This is episode 667 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's podcast, Prepper Groups and Stuff. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prepper Website Podcast. You might have noticed that I skipped episode 666. It's not because I'm afraid of the episode number or anything like that. I just couldn't do it. So um, <laughs> I just wanted to go ahead and skip it. And uh, there you go. It'll be like the lost episode forever, right? So anyway, I want to give a quick shout out to Derek. Derek left uh, a five-star review on iTunes. He said, the only podcast I listen to on a regular basis, great information and consistent. Thanks, Derek. Thanks for doing that. I greatly appreciate it. It's always a blessing to be able to read those uh, reviews that come through, uh, regardless if it's uh, you know iTunes or Stitcher or, or any other podcast uh, app that's out there. So uh, thank you so much for doing that. Hey, one of the things that uh, I'm going to be talking about here, you know, of course, prepper groups, and I, I mentioned that at the beginning. One of the things that I did a while back, it's probably been about nine months ago, and I really was going to do it on a more regular basis. But I ran a a five-day challenge, and the five-day challenge was uh, five days to build your own prepper group, right? So it's a five-day build-your-own-prepper-group challenge. And I hadn't done it since – I didn't realize it's been that long. You just – time is flying. It's been so crazy. And so um, I'm ready, you know, from looking at what I'm going to be talking about today and um, knowing where we are with society and everything else like that. I thought it might be a good idea to go ahead and bring that challenge back and go ahead and set it up. So I took time this weekend to finish up. Uh, I needed to redo one of the videos um, to make it more relevant to what is going on. And so um, I did that this weekend and got things ready in the email automation. And so it's ready to go. So if you're interested in joining the challenge, there is going to be a link where you just sign up. So it's a it's an email challenge. You sign up, uh, put your email in, and then you will get, uh, of course, you have to confirm it and all that kind of stuff, uh, your email. But uh, then you will get one email a day for five days. You know, it's uh, it'll it'll come to your email with a with a video and uh, um, it looks really good on on the phone. I was really surprised because I hadn't really checked it out on my phone yet. And uh, I was running through it to make sure everything was going to run consistent and it was going to, you know, the emails were going to come out like they were supposed to. So I did it on my phone and I was just really surprised. Um, the videos are, they, they they just look really good on, on the phone. So if you uh, even want to do that, because I know a lot of people that are, that listen to podcasts don't necessarily read articles. You might be going to YouTube, you might not be going to YouTube. But uh, it's one of those things. The videos are probably somewhere between five to ten minutes long, and uh, just giving you some great information on how to build your own prepper group. And so I'm going to link to um, that email uh, where, where you can go ahead and click that link to go join the challenge. It's going to be in uh, the podcast notes, and so feel free to do that. All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the election and just kind of uh, just throw some things out there. I don't. You know, there's a lot of people that don't like to get political, especially in preparedness groups and things like that. 
Uh, I completely understand that because things get so crazy, so spun up really, really quickly. And I'm not really trying to do that. I am just want to just get, get some thoughts out there. Right where we are right now, and of course I'm recording this on November 8th, and Biden has declared victory, and you have uh, all these other, you know, the news agencies and all that kind of stuff. I think there's still going to be a lot of excitement to play out. Um, I don't, I don't have any idea what what's going to happen. I don't have an idea of what how it's going to shake out. You're you're seeing so many things on media, and I've gotten to the point where I'm just not trusting the media anymore, and uh, being very careful about all that kind of stuff. So it's just you know one of it's one of those things to really be paying attention. But there were some things that surprised me, you know, leading up to the election. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about these and just with some other things as well. I knew the country was divided. I mean, that was very apparent. You know, we have that. But I guess I didn't realize how divided. I, I know, you know, you look at the things that were going on in Portland, you know, some of the things that, you know, some of the riots and things like that. I guess I'm so far removed from that because we really didn't experience that here where I'm at. And actually, a lot of people, you know, that's one of the questions that we always talk talk about in uh, the prepared preparedness group and in the online meetup that we have is like, hey, do you see any violence going on? Do you see any riots? Do you see anything like that? And and most everybody's like, no, we don't see that kind of stuff, right? We're not located in places where that kind of stuff is happening. But so you you have this idea that all these things are happening in all these other faraway places. And so, yeah, that place over there might be, uh, you know, more to the left or whatever. And, and you know for sure that they probably would go that way, you know, in an election. But I just didn't realize how divided the country was going to be. Again, I expected more of the liberal states to go for Biden, for sure. But I didn't think it was going to be so close in others. And I really, I should have realized it because Texas has really been trending that way for a while now. Um, the cities go are, are more left and then you get out more into the suburbs into the rural and um, they're more conservative and, and more right and so you know you, you just kind of have that and I guess I should have shouldn't be so surprised to be able to see or to see all of that going on there so it's just it's just really crazy and that's and that's even before like the voter fraud thing so I believe that that is happening I think it's out there right in the open and uh there's just not people talking about it. They're, they're not really discussing it like it would be like breaking news and, and, and people are, are attacking it. And you just have to wonder why it's so blatant and it's so in your face. Uh, I was reading on Twitter that Judge Janine uh, was going to talk about voter fraud and things like that. And Fox News kind of cut her off and, and didn't let her do her show. And uh, I, I think even they might have just stopped her show uh, completely, but I'm not 100% about that. So um, we know that um, it was just, you know, it, it, it's out there and it's happening. And so we don't know, again, like it's, it's all going to, sh- uh, how it's all going to shake out. And so one of the things, I guess I didn't realize this either, a lot of people that voted for Biden were really voting against Trump. And I, I realized that this week when I was talking to someone that, that I greatly respect, they're a very smart person, um, but the the person told me that they voted for Biden because Trump was an idiot, and I was just sitting there, kind of. I didn't go into it, you know. I didn't want to really press it, but I'm like, wow, I know you're a smart person, but when you vote for for another person because you're voting against someone else, 
you're still voting this person's values and, and you know, their policies and the things that they want to do. And so, you know, I just that was very surprising to me. One of the things I saw on Drudge is um, that there's already talk about a lot of executive orders that would be enacted, you know, as soon as uh, Biden was to get in office, if that winds up happening. Now, speaking of Drudge um, and, and even Fox News, I was very, very surprised um, that just the way that things had going. Now, Drudge was kind of, lin- I don't know, they were leaning weird lately. They're like really against the president, whereas before they were not. But there's like something changed. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I started just kind of researching because I, I was wondering, like, you know, did did they sell the Drudge Report? You know, what is going on? Because they were being very vocal against uh, the Drudge Report. And um, I, I think I understand why. I mean, I read one opinion piece and I think I understand why, and especially because I have a little bit of experience with that running Prepper website. And here's the thing. The Democrats in power is better for business. And uh, that's one of the things that this opinion piece was saying is that the Drudge Report would be a more popular, it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a more conservative, right-leaning website, but it would be more popular and would be able to bring in more money and advertising dollars if there was more views to it. But right now, there's not as many. And again, I understand this because the same thing happened to Prepper website. It was almost overnight. And in fact, a lot of uh, people that are in the preparedness community who write uh, blog, who have blogs and websites and things like that, would tell you the same thing is there was this drop as soon as, you know, President Trump, you know, entered into office, you could see it. You could see it in the analytics that people are like, okay, hey, we're good. Um, you know, most preppers, not all, but most preppers are right-leaning, more conservative or libertarian. And so a lot of people are like, okay, hey, we can breathe easy. A Republican is in office now. And so we saw a lot of the numbers go down. And I've seen it tick back up again here recently, especially as things have been kind of ramping up and things have been going on. But I think that's probably one of the things that Drudge was was experiencing if he did not sell it, right? If if he still owns it, if Matt Drudge still owns it. I'm not sure. I'm just kind of speculating and going off of that article that I read. But the same thing about Fox. I mean, you've kind of seen them go, you know, a little bit more moderate. And a lot of people are, I'm reading on, on Twitter and on some of the other social medias where people are like, hey, we're not watching Fox News anymore. We're moving to One American News Network, right? So there you go. And just people are not very happy with the way things went down on Fox. And it could be the same kind of idea, you know, that maybe that uh, things would they would have higher numbers if there was there were reporting about how bad the Democrats were in, in. But they need Democrats in office to be able to do that. I don't know. Again, that's just the opinion that I have. Um, But like I said, I feel like I can speak to it a little bit because I experienced that with Prepper website. And so, uh, you know, again, when the election, when 2016 happened, we saw a lot of people in the preparedness community saw numbers going down. So I think if Biden holds office, if he if he winds up, you know, keeping, um, you know, if he if he does win uh, the office and he is the president, I think, you know, one of the things for people out there in the preparedness community, those that are more conservative, uh, lean right, I think you you better be ready to buckle your seatbelts. Um, the things that that they have said out in the open, 
things that they have said in speeches and things that are recorded and things that are out there should cause you to be a little concerned about what is coming and what they want to do. So I'll just kind of leave it at that, right? And right now, the Senate is, I think there's still two seats up for grabs. It's not 100%. It hasn't been uh, called yet. But if they get that too, whoa, right? (laughs) Really, whoa. And I think that Christians, uh, I know there's a lot of believers that are listening to this. You better know what you believe and what is truly important um, if that kind of stuff uh, happens, right? Because there are some things that they want to do that I think would be very crazy for Christians to to experience. And I know there's probably some of you that are on the left and you're like, I hate you, Todd, or, you know, whatever. And, and um, you know, I, I just that's where I believe it would go. And so uh, I'm not sure. I think there's going to be a lot more to come in the weeks to unfold. And we just need to, to stay aware of what is happening and not completely lose sleep because we need to continue to live our lives. And, you know, I remember back when Obama won uh, the presidency, people thought it was the end of the world and that was it. <laughs> you know, that was it was the apocalypse. So, uh, you know, we need to uh, just stay aware and and do everything you can to be prepared. Uh, this Sunday at church, I talked a little bit about your circle of influence versus your circle of concern. There are some things that you can you can do and in your circle of influence. There are some things in your circle of concern that you can I mean, you can be concerned about it and you can, uh, you know, worry about it and have anxiety about it, get depressed about it. But there's nothing you can really do about it. And so we just need to be um, smart about that and careful about that. But uh, paying attention and just be prepared the best that we can. So I'm probably, sh- I'm pretty sure because I always get email. I'm sure I offended those of you on the right because I didn't go far enough talking about things in the right. And I offended people on the left because I talked about, you know, how bad things could get. So anyway, there you go. Uh, so send the emails to todd.sepulveda at prepperwebsite.com. And I'll be sure to delete them. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and move into the topic that I really wanted to talk about that's um, really been on my mind here the the last week. I received an email from someone who who is just concerned about building their preparedness group and looking at their community and looking at their neighbors. And so they sent me this email. It was a very short email. Um, But it says, sorry to say this, and I really enjoy your website, but how do you prepare and start a group when your neighbors are absolute a-holes? I won't get into the particulars, but this is what I deal with all the time. I I really am more worried about them than what chaos that might come down the road. Any help or advice would be really appreciated. Now, I was starting to type out a response um, because I I tried to... You know, when someone's asking for help, I try to give a little bit of a, of a response. And I was just kind of reflecting and thinking about it. And as I did, I started writing down, uh, I, real, I realized I was writing down kind of like an article. You know, I was writing down points. And I'm like, okay, well, I think probably more people need to hear this than just this person here. And so I uh, decided to kind of jot down these things for an article. And then as I continue to reflect on it and continue to move into, uh, you know, the rest of this week, I realized that I needed to, uh, you know, do the, the five day challenge and also, 
you know, talk about it on the podcast. So this is what I want to do for the rest of the podcast. I want to talk a little bit about this situation and um, maybe get this person a little bit of help because I think a lot of people might find themselves in the same kind of predicament or at least some of these things would apply, the things that I'm going to talk about would apply to anyone who is interested in uh, looking at their neighbors as those that would help during an emergency, right? So let's go ahead and, and move forward. Here's the prerequisite though, right? You know, when you when you go to college, there are there was a lot of great courses that I wanted to take, classes that I wanted to take. And and all the good ones always had this prerequisite. I had to take, you know, the intro class or whatever. And I always hated it because it's like, I want to take this class right now, but I gotta wait a whole nother quarter to get into it because I gotta take the intro class. The prerequisite in all of this is that when you are building your prepper group or you're looking at your neighbors, you're not going to them talking about preparedness or survival or zombies or the com- coming of a collapse of America or the Democrats have taken over or the Republicans have taken over or, you know, the, you know, aliens are coming down from, from Mars to, you know, take over the earth. The idea, that's not the idea. The idea is to truly get to know your neighbors and truly build a relationship with them because when things come down, then you want to be able to be able to band together, right? So that's the prerequisite. You're not talking about doomsday preppers, preparedness, survival, any of that kind of stuff. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about one of the first things that I would do if I was this person that was asking this question about, you know, what to do about the neighbors. One of the first things I would do is create a beachhead. Now, what I mean by that is I would find one neighbor that I could get along with. Now, in this you know, and the question was, I don't trust any of them. There's got to be someone that you find an interest in, someone that, you know, you can get along with, someone that you can have a conversation with. And that person right there, build that beachhead with them, build that relationship with them. And what I mean by that is be open about it. Do it in your front yard where other people can see. Pull out the grill do some hot dogs on the driveway. Bring out your television set. Watch the game right out there, you know. Bring out the folding chairs. Have a few beers uh, while you're just chatting. You know, do do that and get to a point. Because here's here's the thing. When you're being open about it and you're out there in your, in your front yard and people are paying attention and people are looking and like, hey, you know, they're always out there kind of, you know, they're chummy chums and <laughs> whatever. Is that, is that even a word, chummy chums? They're, they, you know, their friends are always talking. They're always hanging out. And people who desire that, people who want that will start to venture out. And people will start to come and to be a part of that. That doesn't, you, you might have that annoying neighbor that comes and is a part of that as well. You know, I mean, you're not making best friends forever right here. You are building your relationship with your community in case there's ever an emergency. You could band together because you do have that in common. You live in the same place, right? And so that is the idea is you get out there with at least one person that you know and you, and you start building that relationship where other people can see because, in, in effect, you're trying to make other people jealous and like, hey, I want what they have right there. I want to be able to go join them. They look like they're having a lot of fun. They're, they're out there. You know, they're having some drinks. They're having some hot dogs. They're, they're, they're getting along. They're laughing and, and whatever. And so I want to go see what that's all about. I want to go join that. 
And so then you welcome other people as they come and, and, and as they uh, you get to know them and as they begin to open up. Maybe some of the people that have not treated you very well begin to start treating you well. And as they do, you invite them to come over. So that's my first point there. Maybe create a beachhead, create a place where people would want to come to. The next thing is reach beyond your next door neighbors. You know, sometimes when we think about this, we think about the person to the left, to the right, maybe in front of us. And and we don't really think about the neighbors that might be, you know, like five doors down or on the other side, uh, you know, uh, you know, on the other other street or whatever like that. You know, so that's one thing you'll reach beyond that unless you live in a rural setting. I'm believing that you have other neighbors other than just the people to the right and to the left of you. And so you might not get along with them, but you might get along with the neighbors that are a few doors down and on the other block. You know, it was I was thinking when I was reflecting on this, there's a guy that lives behind me and kind of catty corner to me. And uh, I, I run into him when I go to the mailbox. And when we moved in, uh, we would say hi, we would wave and all that kind of stuff. But then... Um, he always had these Jack Russell Terriers that would kind of run out. And, and uh, one time, I think one of them was out and, and I uh, got him back to him. And I, I noticed on his shirt that he had um, the shirt said, Our Savior Lutheran. And I, I, I asked him about it because I grew up going to a Lutheran school for eight years, right? From first through eighth grade. And we had, when we would play games and, you know, our competitors, whatever, the other teams that we would play, one was our savior. And, uh, you know, it just, it was, you just remember it because it was always one of those teams that you played. And so I said, Hey, that's, that's an interesting shirt, you know? And so I brought, I brought it up and we started talking and sure enough, we, we had that in common, you know, we're about the same age. Um, I don't think we ever competed against each other. I think he's a little bit older than me, but we had that in common. We had that thing where, which, you know, we could point to and say, all right, hey, you know, uh, we went to, you know, a Lutheran school together and we probably knew some of the same people. And and uh, he goes to a church, actually, that that uh, one of the one of the girls that I went to school with goes to. And so, you know, we had that thing in common. So you never know what you have when you're reaching out to other people there. So whatever you can do to reach out to your neighbors to, to find them, to, to uh, talk to them, just simply going to the mailbox, simply returning someone's dog, someone, you know, doing something along those lines. Um, sometimes on the next door app, I don't know if you've ever done that before, but uh, people in the next door app here, at least in my neighborhood, seem to all know each other because they just, you know, they call each other by their first name and they're always responding in, in, in messages to each other. So that's one way to kind of start to get to know people and, and to reach out to them. So that is my second point there. All right, so let's move on to the next one. My next point is create opportunities to connect. Now, I've mentioned uh, James recently in another podcast, uh, James Walton of Prepper Broadcasting and the uh, I Am Liberty website. And he wrote a book called Come Unity. And so that's a very clever uh, title for you know community basically when you when you run it both together and uh, the idea is community preparedness and in his book he discusses creating opportunities for neighbors to connect along 
like passions, like building a community garden was one of them. And you build a community garden and people start coming out. They start gardening. Gardening is that gateway drug that leads to preparedness uh, because it's just it's really easy to make that jump into that, into canning, into, you know, looking at some of the other websites that are out there. You just naturally wind up going there. So we talked about, you know, community gardens, maybe even starting a neighborhood watch. And when you when you do these kinds of things, people would be interested. People of like mindedness would come together in those types of opportunities. Maybe you are going to have a garage sale. And so you you put it out there. So you know that you're going to have a garage sale. You know that you need to get rid of some stuff. Maybe you want to make some extra money, whatever. So you know that you're going to have signs that you're going to put out. You're going to advertise it. You're going to do all that. So why wouldn't you just reach out to the rest of the people on your block and just you know make up some quick little flyers on a, on a printer and say, hey, I'm going to have a garage sale on this day. If you're interested in doing like uh, a neighborhood garage sale or uh, a block garage sale, more people would come. And so if you're interested, you know, send me an email or text me and then, you know, I'll I'll uh, I'll say, hey, you know, four homes are participating or or six homes or the whole block is participating in this garage sale. And so you're building community with other people just by doing that. And of course, when you're having the garage sale, you can walk around, you can meet your neighbors, you can talk to people, you can do those kinds of things. And so you're creating opportunities to connect. There are so many other things that you can do like that. My neighborhood is really big on July the 4th. So when July the 4th happens, they do a big parade. The fire department comes out. Uh, kids ride their bikes. People who have uh, golf carts are riding their, they, you know, they dress up their, their golf carts and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they do this big old parade through the neighborhood and they wind up at the clubhouse. And over at the clubhouse, they'll do like a big barbecue and people come out and they'll do crafts and, and things like that. And so that's another opportunity where you go and you and you meet others. You know, that's not really my thing, uh, but that might be something that, that, you know, where you're being purposeful about going and meeting other people. And so that that's something that is possible to, to do. Maybe you have, there is a place in your neighborhood that has, a, you know, like a sign where all the latest things are going to be happening. Like maybe there is some kind of like a craft show. Maybe there is a, a movie night at the swimming pool. Maybe there is, you know, uh, you know, a Mother's Day out program or whatever. And so that might be a place that you want to visit. I didn't even realize my neighborhood had one. It's a little bit further into the neighborhood than than I usually go. But uh, after you know, a couple of months of living here, uh, I, I found it. And so it does have places that you could go and, and, and people put things up there that are happening in the neighborhood. And um, I don't know, it's probably not as active anymore, maybe with the Nextdoor app and, and Facebook and different things like that. But that is, you know, people still have those out there and your neighborhood might have that, especially if it's a little bit older one. Listen, if you're interested in listening to the, the podcast episode with James Walton, uh, we did have him on episode 559 where he talked a little bit more about this, uh, this idea of community preparedness. I'm going to link to it in the show notes if you want to go check that one out. All right, next up here is this one, and this one might sting a little bit. Consider that you are the problem. Is there something that you need to change about yourself and what you expect from your, your community? You might be ready to gear up because you've been preparing for a while, but others don't have a clue about what is happening or what is coming. They need time to adjust and see for themselves what's coming together 
or that coming together is valuable. And so, you know, you might be ready to go. You might be ready to, to uh, you know, let, let's start training. Let's start coming up with plans. Let's map out our, our neighborhood or whatever. And that might not be it. You might be like really ready to move forward. And you need to bring these people um, along a lot slower. And again, the idea is to build these relationships with people so that if there is a situation, you're able to ramp up a lot faster. You're not having to do it. You can imagine if there's an emergency situation that goes down, no matter what it is, if you're not past the relationship, you're going to have to build those relationships first. You're going to have to build that trust first. And that might happen really fast, depending on the situation, or that might not happen at all, depending on what's happening in society. But if that relationship and that trust is already there, then it's a lot easier to move into that state of readiness and that state of preparedness. So that's the thing, man. Are you the problem? Are you the one that's expecting a little too much here? You know, it's it's you know after you've been reading uh, articles and you've been reading books and you've been reading you know prepper fiction and and you've been listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos, you're ready to go. You have a a, a better idea, but people don't who don't have any idea. Of, of preparedness, it's going to be, um, you know, a lot harder for them to come along. And so, you know, maybe you need to take a deep breath and build those relationships. So the next point is along those lines as well. Are you starting with the right attitude? Now, you more than likely will be stuck with these people in your neighborhood. You can work with them or you can be completely on your own. So is there any redeeming value in getting to know them or having them on your side? And so maybe you need to change your attitude if your attitude is the one that's getting you into this negative place. This was one of the points that came up in our online meetup because I did bring this up to the group. And uh, this was one that was shared with me. Now, are, are you, do you have the right attitude? And so maybe, maybe you need to change the way that you are, are, are approaching it and seeing it. Maybe you're just, again, it kind of resembles the one above. Maybe you're expecting way too much. And sometimes we can get the wrong attitude and uh, it's really easy to not want to be around uh, people or to want them to see things our way and not be, um, you know, not, not not be accommodating, not bend a little bit in, in our ideas and our understandings. So sometimes if we have that really strong personality that comes through, maybe we need to tone that down a little bit. Maybe we need to have a little bit better attitude when it comes again. I'm, I'm stressing this over and over and over again. The idea is building relationships with people so that we can get to a point where we can trust each other And then if there's an emergency situation, we can come together. And then lastly, it's this. If your neighborhood is a total loss, right? You've kind of considered all these things. You've really considered them, not just um, thought about them here, but you've really uh, considered them. Maybe you've even tried them and you realize that my neighborhood is a total loss. I don't ever think that I can work with these people at all. Then maybe you need to move, right? Maybe you need to, to move or maybe you need to have another plan if a, an emergency arises. So maybe your plan is um, not to stay in your neighborhood. Maybe your plan is always to bug out. Maybe you have a relative out in the country. Maybe you have a, uh, a family member who has a, a guest house or a guest room in another neighborhood 
that, that you can go to, right? And maybe you can take supplies over there and kind of stock up over there. And that might be the move that you make. So the problem with this, though, is that you might walk into another situation that is exactly the same. So you really need to do a little bit of research and, and dig in uh, to what is happening in that neighborhood. If you decide to move away from your neighborhood into another neighborhood, you really need to go and check it out and talk to people and talk to the neighbors and see what you're moving into, right? Uh, I think that's very important. One of the things uh, I remember do, doing uh, when we were newly married and moving into an apartment is we went to go look at the apartment during the day. And, you know, we, we liked the apartment. We liked the people, all that kind of stuff. But then we also went into the apartment in the evening time because we wanted to see what it was like in the evening time. Is it one of those things where people were still outside and still talking and chatting? People were still at the pool or were people afraid to be outside? And you could do the same thing in, in the neighborhoods that you're you're wanting to move into, right? If you are planning on moving somewhere and you go, you take a drive and you go check it out during the weekends, you go check it out, you know, in the evening times, just do a, a, a drive by in the neighborhood and see if there's any weirdness and things going on. If you can go, maybe you go talk to the neighbors around uh, the house that you're buying and see what kind of vibe you get from them. You know, are they very welcoming? Are they, are they happy? Are they, do they, you know, like, Hey, we don't want to talk to anyone, you know, those types of things. And so that will give you a real good idea. So the, the worst thing would be is that you leave your neighborhood and you leave your home and you leave all that and you walk into another situation that's exactly like it. So if that is you eventually, uh, you you want to move, then you need to do a little bit more research where you're moving to and uh, be smart about that. And uh, Or you just have a place where you are going to go. You're going to go bug out and uh, you're not, you know that you're not going to stay in your home if there ever was an emergency. And if that's the case, then you need to have, I mean, everybody should have like plan A, B, C, D, um, you know, bug in, bug out, all that kind of stuff. You should be, you know, going through those scenarios and have an idea of what's going to be happening you know, in your head or maybe even written down. Writ having it written down is better because when, if you get to a situation where you're kind of in shock and things are happening, you can always turn to that and like, okay, what was I doing? Okay, here it is right here. You're not trying to have to process all those things at that time. So that's why we always talk about, you know, a, a, a prepper checklist, a prepper, uh, you know, book, notebook that you can always refer to. So, guys, that's what I have for you as far as prepper groups and and considering that, you know, hey, being in a situation where I don't know about the people that I'm around. I don't know if I feel comfortable really, truly going through an emergency situation with them. And uh, really processing that through, um, you know, you want to be at a place where you uh, feel comfortable with them, where you trust them. And really, that means building relationships now, not in the time when, you know, the apocalypse is happening and, uh, you know, the uh, the you have the, the golden horde coming through your uh, your neighborhood. That's not the time to do that. You want to do that now. Building relationships right now, being a person that you can look past some of people's faults out there, I think is a very strong place to be in. And remember, you're doing it so that you can come together mutually to help each other. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 667. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. 
And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com, where we link to 8 to 12 articles of the very best self-reliant articles out there. We also have pages dedicated to alternative news, firearms, DIY, Bible prophecy, frugal living, and homesteading. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. Oh, 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 and don't forget, go sign up for the challenge. That link is going to be in the show notes as well. And uh, we will see you when that challenge starts here real, real soon. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.